From New England Public Radio, this is the Live Art Magazine podcast. I'm Amanda Herman. I've always been drawn to that in writing, that feeling of infinite possibility when you sit down and you have that blank page in front of you. It can cause a a sort of terror, but it also is this invitation to just do anything. That is something which, I guess with this new project, I've, I've brought a step further, this kind of infinite shuffleability, replayability. That's Jedediah Berry, author of The Family Arcana, A Story in Carrots, which will be featured at Live Art Magazine this year. He'll be the first of our contributors you'll hear from in this short series of podcasts previewing our show. Before we get to him, let me explain what the show is. Live Art Magazine is Western Massachusetts' only art and music magazine created for the stage. It happens once a year on one epic night at the historic Academy of Music in Northampton, Our third issue is Friday, October 23rd. Live Art Magazine presents never-before-seen live performances by local and regional artists. It's 90 minutes of non-stop, thought-provoking contemporary art, dance, film, music, comedy, and poetry. Each performance is quick, about as long as this podcast you're listening to. The show celebrates area talent and offers a space for artists to try new, even risky, collaborations. It's not recorded or photographed, so you have to be there to experience it. We won't reveal exactly what we have in store, but you can get a sneak peek right here through this podcast. With this short series, we'll introduce you to a few of the talented artists and musicians who are preparing pieces for the Academy stage. Jedediah Berry is an Amherst-based author whose first book, The Manual of Detection, won the Crawford Award and the Dashiell Hammett Prize. Unlike Manual of Detection, though, his latest work of fiction, The Family Arcana, cannot be read cover to cover. In his words, it's a gothic fable of a sprawling family fighting to preserve itself against the wiles of knavish bank people and against their own deep-buried secrets. But you, the reader, determine how this story is told. It's printed on a deck of playing cards, illustrated with dark fairy tale-like imagery by local artist Evan Kling. The Family Arcana challenges the traditional narrative arc so often found in novels. Pick up the set, shuffle the cards, read the story. Barry is putting it in your hands. So with that, let's hear from Jed himself, our first contributor you're going to meet. Music here, courtesy of the Suitcase Junket. One of us drills holes in the bucket, and one of us plugs the holes. One of us says the moon is stuck on the roof, and one of us believes her. One of us fills the O's in mother's books with ink, and one of us always speaks the truth, and one of us couldn't speak the truth if it sprouted in his belly. One of us climbs onto the roof to dislodge the moon, and one of us goes with the moon when it goes, and that one won't be back again until the moon is full. The story is narrated by a group of children. They are the children in this family, and there is an impossible number of them. They will sometimes refer to a certain brother or sister, but as they accumulate, you begin to realize that they can't all possibly belong in this family. They've come from others, they've they've perhaps been secreted away, or, you know, just picked up along the way. Uh, So it's a plural voice, It's it's a kind of chorus, and 
they do return to other characters again and again. There is mother, there's father and grandmother and grandfather. And then there's an indeterminate number of uncles and aunts and cousins. And then if there are villains of the piece, they're the bank people. And the bank people are trying to take the house. And so the bank people come up a few times and uh, they're always trouble. One of the first stories I heard as a kid was, was Rip Van Winkle, which I knew took place uh, in, around the town where I grew up. In my, in my head, it was a true story. There really was this man who had gone to sleep in the Catskill Mountains and, and slept there for 20 years and woke up again to find the world changed. And so those, those early myths and those early stories had such, had such power for me because I, I, mean, I believed them to be true. And in a way, you know, there's part of me that still wants to believe those things. I find myself drawn to the American Gothic tradition and to weird stories that happen in big rambling places. Houses like this one, where there's maybe always another room behind the next, that other, other room, there's always another door leading to another strange space. Our sister, the one who always gets fevers, has drawn a picture that makes you go blind when you look at it. When you look away, your vision comes back. We ask what it's a picture of, and she makes a funny face, like she doesn't understand the question. She shows us the picture again. Because you can shuffle it, because you can read it again and again, um, because it's a, a story, the shape of which hopefully is always changing, it's, it, it could almost be called a stories, I guess, in cards. Ideally, what will happen is the reader will shuffle this up, read it in the order that it falls in and construct the plot for themselves in their own mind that that is something they can bring to it and something that i can let go of and you know there are other ways to read it too i mean someone could someone could play poker with it and then you know the winner could read their hand certain suits um, have um, a kind of thematic arc to them. Um, the numbers, like if you take all the sixes or all the sevens together, those relate in a certain way. So someone who got, you know, three of a kind actually has like this weird little fragment of the story that will hopefully feel of a piece. I love Choose Your Own Adventure books and I've been reading them and this definitely has that 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 feeling of interchangeability when I think back on certain books that I read all of the endings you know all of the untimely deaths and maybe triumphs they they seem to coexist in the same space it's almost as though all those things happened and it creates this very dreamlike feeling where multiple possibilities exist simultaneously and I think in that way this this project will hopefully feel similarly, that you can have all of these things happening at the same time, or you can have these multiple truths existing at the same time. Um, even though you're not necessarily, you know, choosing to go to a certain card, you know, you're not, you're not making choices for the characters, they're, they're kind of existing in this almost perpetual, almost ghost-like state.
it's actually extraordinarily liberating to go on stage and to not know exactly what's going to happen. Uh, I have a rough idea of the, of the range of possibilities, but one thing that I love to share with the audience is that element of surprise, even for me, as I'm going through these cards. I don't know what will happen next. I, I don't know what character will appear next. Sometimes two cards appear next to each other in a combination I've never seen before, and suddenly there's this odd little rhyme that, that occurs, uh, literal or, or imagistic or otherwise. And I like that it feels a little bit dangerous, too. So often when I'm writing, you know, I get the story finished and I, I know it point by point. I know the beginning, the middle, and the ending. Here I don't know how it will start and I don't know how it will end. We have a time limit, which is helpful. So I'll just, you know, I'll end when our time is up and we'll just see what happens. Jedediah Berry, author of The Family Arcana, will be featuring excerpts from his work during a performance at Live Art Magazine on October 23rd. To see images from his story and cards, visit ninepinpress.com. To see Jedediah live, check the events tab at nepr.net or go to liveartmagazine.org. I'm Amanda Herman. Thanks for listening to the Live Art Magazine podcast from NEPR.